Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio in Gwinnett, it's time for Silver Lining in the Cloud, brought to you by Computer Design and Integration. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Silver Lining in the Cloud. I'm Dominic Rainey. I'll be your host today, filling in for Nicole Toptas. I look forward to being with you next week, Nicole. Uh, we have a great lineup today. We have a couple of guests in our studio today uh, from Christian the Covenant Christian Ministries Academy. We have their administrator, Vanessa Anderson. Good morning. Good morning, Vanessa. And from uh, Kinetics HR, we have the CEO, Shannon Russo. Thank you, Vanessa and Shannon, for being on the show. And uh, let's get started. Uh, first up, let's uh, talk with Shannon Russo with Kinetics HR. Shannon, tell us a little bit about Kinetics and uh, what's going on there. Well, sure. Thanks for uh, having us on the show. I appreciate it. Um, Kinetics has been around since 1990, so we're not a new company, um, which I guess is the good news for some people. Um, we do lots of things really around talent acquisition and um, retention of your talent, some HR consulting on that side. So it's about attracting and retaining your talent. Um, the business has been growing really strongly for the last 10 years, um, and we're excited about what we're doing. We're a little bit different than the typical firm, so um, we, we sort of like that, and it's really been something that's always been the case, but we're starting to get known for that, which is kind of an interesting, um, different kind of thing to be known for being different. Yeah, the spelling's different. Is there a little story behind the name of the company? There is a little story. Um, when we put the companies together to form Kinetics um, back in the day, we were looking for something that helped showcase what we were trying to do, which was affect change, move things forward. And so, as you know, Kinetic Energy um, really is about change, about moving something forward. And, um, but the team really wanted something to be a little bit different. So I guess similar to Radio X, they decided to replace the CS with an X and um, make it Kinetics. So it is, it is the original spelling with a change to X. So it's K-I-N or K-E-N? K-I-N-E-T-I-X. That's it. Oh, great, great. Well, on that subject, why don't you tell us a little bit about why you are different and better? Okay. Well, I like the better part. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, we're we're different. Our our sort of claim to fame is that we can hire great talent for you faster than you can grow. That's a typical problem for companies that are growing. They struggle to um, acquire and retain the best talent for them, and that's sort of our mantra. So that's a little bit about. Um, what we do, how we do it is much more process-oriented than most because our focus is something called recruitment process outsourcing, which is really taking over the entire talent acquisition process from end to end, not just what you might see with an um, executive search firm where they do a great job of maybe sourcing and screening candidates and then they kind of drop them over the fence to you. We take the process from beginning to end and every component um, in that process, which really makes us kind of a different focus in terms of how we do it. The other piece of our business is um, HR consulting, again, around talent. So whether it's helping you figure out how to find the right talent or how to retain and manage the great talent that you've already gotten, that's sort of our gig, and that's quite a bit different because most people don't look at that part of it. They either do one part or the other. Shannon, you, you, you mentioned coaching. Uh, that's a big thing with with your company. Uh, it, coaching isn't easy. We all know that. Yeah. 
Um, talk talk a little bit about that and and, and why you'd want to implement uh, coaching in a workplace. Yeah, well, it's it's great, it's a great question. Um, coaching, it's interesting. So most of us played sports as we were growing up. And there were tons of coaches and everybody loved the coaches and everything was good with the coaches. The problem is, or the problem seems to be when you get into the workplace, somehow all of that goes out the window. And when you are needing to get a different behavior out of a teammate, you forget that your job as a manager is really to be that coach. And for whatever reason, the biggest being confrontation, which stinks, everybody hates confrontation, right? Nobody, nobody likes that. Um, and the other thing is, I think managers don't believe that they should prepare and practice to be able to coach their team members. Um, and because of those things, people really struggle with it. And I'm talking from the lowest level, I'm a new manager, to somebody that's been managing for 20 years. They really struggle with that um, and taking the right steps to do it. There's little things that, that people forget to do that remember your coach in high school or college that they did so well. Give you an example. You need to make positive deposits. So if you are going to coach the people that work for you on things you want them to change, you need to make deposits. And we would tell you it's a three-to-one ratio. So that means, Don, I need to tell you three great things that you're doing for every one thing that I'm telling you I need you to change. Think about that for a second. Three great things you're doing for the one thing I want you to change. That sounds super simple, right? Super simple. The problem is most people don't do it. And so they're not building up the trust of the deposits of the pos catching people doing positive work so that when they make, make the coaching or when they want to make the coaching, they really struggle to do it. So that's just an example of where stuff kind of goes awry. Super simple. I'm sure as you're kind of sitting here listening to me tell you, you're like, oh, that makes perfect sense. It's super easy. But if you think about the people work that work for you, are you making sure you're doing something on the order of three times the positive to one negative or thing that you need them to change? You know, people that do things that are successful, professional people, make things look easy. Totally. People don't realize what goes behind it. You know, the process, the checklist, things like that. Yep. And it sounds like that's just exactly what you're talking about. Yep. So very simple, no, you know, sort of rocket science. There's no secret formulas, if, if, if you will. But it's really about focusing on what's being done, focusing on how to get the best out of people, and sort of making sure that you're kind of keeping everybody's best interest in, in mind. Do you use a tool? Do you use a coaching tool, you know, to prepare yep, a we, list? Yep, we, we do. We have a six-step coaching tool. It's actually um, on our website. We have a white paper um, about it. The, uh, the name of the white paper is called Please Shut Up <laughs> because that's actually one of the keys of the process that, that seems to get missed by hiring managers often. Um, do you want to hear about the six steps? Yeah, I don't want to hear about the shut up because if we shut up, we don't have a show. <laughs> Okay. Um, so very simple. It, it Literally, you're, you're going to listen to this and go, this is so simple. The, the challenge is people don't do it. The challenge is people don't do it. So I'm going to give you the six steps. State what you've observed. So, hey, Don, you're doing great at some of the things that you're doing for us, but I need you to look at this and we need to do something differently, right? So state what you have observed. No emotion, no extra, you know, good or bad things um, about the person. Once you finish that, the behavior that you're looking to change, close your mouth. That's where the shut up comes in. Uh. Stop talking. Wait. 
wait for that person to respond. And that sounds simple. Try it in real life. It's not as easy as you think. Um, And that's typically where stuff really goes wrong. So wait for a response um, from your team member. And then your job is really to step in after they do respond and start being the active coach. So whatever their response is, remind them of the goals that you guys have, either their individual goals, align them with the company's goals, but bring them back to those goals and how what you're asking them to do relates to those. Then ask them some questions. Also gets missed. Managers typically tell the person what they should do. Never engage them in the process in terms of what are they thinking and where is their head at. Um, So ask questions on what you could do differently or how you could solve the issue. Um, And then a key thing that kind of goes with the shut up part is agree together. So you need engagement from your team member to tell you what they think they could do differently. Um, So then you're going to agree together together and that is typically done by the manager so they'll summarize okay Don so we agree that we're going to do that you're going to do this differently going forward because that really meets our goals so you're you're really responsible for doing that summary and then close up beat is the last step so that again seems simple but the positive to negative ratio in the workplace today is really a big problem so close up beat typically you'd want to remind the person why you think they can do it and that you really believe in their ability to change things moving forward. Sounds simple, right? Yes, it does. But, uh, hey, you make it easy. <laughs> <laughs> we, we try to make it easy, and it's really people forget that they need to prepare. A couple of those things that I talked about, the goals, um, really being able to close up beat, reminding them of things, especially if you have an employee that you're struggling with. It's hard for managers when we get into the room and we're talking about it. They're like, well, I don't have anything positive I can say. And we're like, you don't have anything positive you can say about this person? Then why do they work with you? They Are do people have afraid of things. confrontation? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> yes. Um, hopefully I can say this, but in reality, confrontation sucks. Everybody avoids it at every turn. It's not what they want to do. And all of the behaviors that kind of come out of challenges with coaching usually relate to people's inability to deal with that confrontation, either on the front end, I'm not going to call you out on the problem, or in the middle, you start throwing some sidetracks at me and I get derailed. And there's hundreds and hundreds of sidetracks. We've sort of brought them down into um, four or five sidetracks, but they're pretty typical. And if I tell you some of them, you're going to say, oh, yeah, I've heard that before. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I've heard that. Yeah. Um, So typical sidetracks. What about them? So if I'm in here, Vanessa's sitting next to me doing doing a great job, and you tell me that there's something you need me to do differently. Shannon, I need you to get closer to the mic. Well, Vanessa's not close to the mic. Why, why do I have to be close to the mic? What, what about Vanessa? So that's a very typical sidetrack. What about them? Mm. What about them? Um, the next sidetrack, pretty basic. Um, you asked me the same thing. Shannon, I need you to get a little closer to the mic. Well, what about you, Don? You're not that close to the mic. How come I have to be closer to the mic? You, you, you told me to be the same as you. And I, remember in that meeting last week, you told me be the same as you. So mm-hmm. what about you? Mm. So again... Taking it's always it all comparing. Off. Huh? It's always comparing mm. and typically nothing about them. Um, if you kind of box them in around that stuff, the next one that you normally hear is my tools stink. Might be a stronger version of that than my tools stink. But um, 
well, the mics aren't good. They're not picking me up. The system that you're doing isn't good. Um, you know, our processes are slow. It's terrible. We can't get anything to work right. It's not me. It's all these stuff around me and my tools are terrible. And that's why I'm not doing what you've asked me to do. Um, so that's one that you hear often. And then um, this is sort of a variation. The next one is my customers stink. So again, it's not me. It's the people that have asked me to do it. It's my, the other departments I service. If it's an external customer, it's them. They have unrealistic expectations. Um, they're just asking for things that I, of course, cannot deliver. And I don't know why you'd even ask me to do that. And then the last one that we see um, that really is the hardest in my mind, Don, to relate to is my life is messed up. My life, my team stinks. That's really getting into the personal stuff, and they really can kind of get you off track. Well, my dog died, and that's why I didn't do the things. Or, you know, my, my sister told me this, and I was so upset that I couldn't do it. And so that, that kind of stuff um, is a hard one because it goes to the personal um, part of it, but, um, but you hear that as well. And for all of those, and you'll also hear variations on the theme, so for those of you playing along at home, you could kind of match these up and say, oh, this is number one and number three combined in their response. Um, but for all of them, the key for the manager is really bring them back to the issue at hand and bring them back because none of those things are things that they can control. So really bring them back to what they can do and what they can control. Again, sounds super simple, not easy in the heat of the moment, when I'm kind of coming at you and, and getting heated about the different things that are wrong and why I'm not doing what you wanted me to do. I'm Dominic Rainey with Silver Lining in the Cloud, sponsored by CDI Managed Services, and we're talking with Shannon Russo, the CEO at Kinetics HR. Shannon, um, you mentioned coach, drive-by coaching. We've talked about coaching. Uh, yep. Elaborate a little bit about drive-by coaching. Well, I know um, we've kind of touched around a lot of it. Yep, but, uh, yep. And we've talked really about the process, which is pretty simple. Um, the reason we call it drive-by coaching is literally we want you to think drive-by. We literally, you know, one of the other issues that happens that relates to that confrontation being a problem is that managers don't do it. So you might see an issue with me not being close to the mic but you don't want to deal with the confrontation because I get crazy whenever you tell me any of that. And so you avoid it. You don't do it in the moment. You don't pull me out into the hall and have that conversation with me. Um, and so that's really why we call it drive-by because we really feel that all of this coaching should happen in the moment with sort of no repercussions. It's really about adjusting behavior. So back to that coach, if you've ever, you know, played tennis or golf or any of that kind of stuff, the coach is like, hey, Don, you're doing a great job on your swing, but I really like you to kind of turn your hand over here. That's what you're doing. It's just with workplace um, items. And if you think about it that way, it's much easier for you to pull somebody out, get them in a room and just say, hey, Love all the stuff you're doing related to this project and all the things that you're doing. It's so wonderful. Can you just do this one small thing? I think it would make a, a real difference and really help us meet our goals. So again, super small, not as hard as you think. People just don't do it and they don't do it in the moment. If you talk to me six months from now and said, hey, Shannon, you, you, know, you really did a terrible job. You weren't close enough to the mic. Really hard for me to kind of deal with that because it's so far away from my current behavior. Make sense? Absolutely. 
Absolutely, it does. You're looking at your website. You you had some interesting uh, thoughts on there, and I, it was a really a enjoyable site. I will say that. Thank you. Um, it Thank caught, you. Caught my attention in a lot of in a lot of respects. Um, I, one thing that I noticed is, uh, you know, you, your phrase and, and kind of your your direction for uh, finding people that other people can't find. You know, the purple squirrels, as you call uh-huh, them. Uh-huh, yep. Uh, is that something that? Uh, where did that come from? You know, um, purple squirrel is sort of a term of art that that you hear in the talent acquisition space for that candidate that you have never been able to find. So if I were going to bring it back to sports, it would be the, you know, I need someone who's six foot eight, has been playing basketball in um, Georgia for the last 15 years, has experience doing this, this, and this. You know, there's there's so many requirements that you really just can't find that person. Um, and the reason that we, we kind of love it as a term of art is because most people use that as a negative. And, and our approach is really to use that as a positive, to say that there is somebody, there is the right person for every job, and you really just need to get to alignment about finding the right skills and the right success behaviors for success in that position, the right matchup with the manager, the company, the, the, um, the culture, um, and finding the right person for that. And so it, it really is the hunt for the purple squirrel, and it doesn't have to be a negative. You know, Shannon, uh, since you're in that in that industry, I, I got to ask you what 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 are some of the mistakes that people make when they you know when they're looking for a job? What are the do's and don'ts? What are, what are, what do people do when they go into interviews? Is it really the first three minutes? Is the, <laughs> you, you know, is the impression you you know you know you know if you're got the right job, job or, or not? They know if they got the right candidate. You know, um, great questions. There's so many things that can go wrong. Um, in terms of the process, from the simple stuff, again, you know, it, it kind of makes you laugh. Be on time. Maybe be early. You're never going to get points off for being early. Um, don't have your cell phone ringing. Don't be snapping gum. I mean, this is simple stuff. People miss it all the time. Um, the biggest thing today that we see with job seekers, though, that kind of stuff has been around for decades, um, th- those kind of behavioral things. 101. Yeah, right. 101 stuff. Um, now I would tell you the big things that we see where people kind of go awry is they, um, you know, the internet has allowed people to see jobs everywhere. And so they have forgotten that that really how most people find opportunities, and it's a significant percentage, is by networking. And they forget that that should be part of it. They think, oh, I sat in front of my computer and I applied to 500 websites today. I worked really hard and I did all the things I need to get a job. And, and that's, not, that's not it. Um, th- that's a step, but it's not the only step. And so people really miss that they need to take an active role. And if you're looking for a job, that is your job. You have a full-time job right now, and that's looking for a job. Um, and that means you need to use all avenues available to you. A big one um, today that, you know, 10 years ago wasn't even really a thing is LinkedIn. So if you're looking for a job today, certainly in Atlanta, which is a huge LinkedIn town, and you're not on LinkedIn and you're not spending time trying to leverage your relationships and figure out who you know at that company you want to get a job with, you're really missing the boat. Um, LinkedIn is probably the biggest, but there's, you know, multiple other forms of social media that that people can leverage. You guys have probably heard stories yourself. Um, finding jobs on Twitter. Um, I know it sounds kind of out there, but it, it, it does happen. There's lots of connections. You can have dialogues with people on Twitter 
that you'd never be able to have face to face. You'd never be able to get to that person. Um, and because they can respond when it works for them, it really makes that a good vehicle. LinkedIn is another one. Um, that you can utilize. So really what we find is people continue to do sort of the same old stuff and they forget that they need to be an active participant in the process of finding themselves another role. Thank you. That's great. We're listening to Shannon Russo, CEO of Kinetics HR. Shannon, uh, you know, looking at your website again, I got to say, you know, a lot of times in the recruiting business, I believe people deal with people they've never even met. And um, looking at the profiles, the bios of you and your staff was pretty cool. The interview process that you have on your website made me feel like I knew you before I even met you today. That's perfect. And that that literally was our goal. So our goal was if you spend any time on our website, you're really going to get to know, A, kind of how we go at the business and B, who we are um, and who we're not. So interestingly enough, I'm glad you liked it. Some people don't like it. And that's on purpose because if you don't like that website, you're probably not going to like me. You're not going to like my business partner. So I appreciate that. I'm glad you did like it. Um, and, and we tried to do it on purpose so people could get to know us a little bit before they met us and decide whether or not it's worth spending the time. Great. Great. Thank you. Well, why don't you tell our listeners how they can reach out to you in the future and learn a little bit more about you and what you do and your company, Kinetics HR. Okay. Thank you. Um, well, we've got a website, as, as um, we've heard actually before we got on the show, that everybody needs to have. Um, that is kineticshr.com, K-I-N-E-T-I-X-H-R.com. So you can get to me um, from there. Actually, we have a couple contact points. Um, you can always send me an email. I'm on Twitter at, at KineticsHR is my handle. So you can find me on there. Um, I'm obviously on LinkedIn and Facebook and all of those good things. So lots of ways to connect with us. Um, happy to talk to really anybody. So thank you. Thank you, Shannon. We appreciate you being here. Well, next up on our show, we have Vanessa Anderson. Go Raiders. Go uh, cr- Crusaders. Crusaders. I wrote that down. Sorry. <laughs> Go Crusaders. Vanessa is with uh, Covenant Christian Ministries Academy. Uh, Vanessa, tell us a little bit about the school and and what's going on there at the uh, the Christian Academy. I'll be happy to. Covenant Christian Ministries Academy is a ministry of Covenant Christian Ministries Church, which was founded in 1991 uh, by my husband, uh, who is the CEO and pastor of Covenant Christian Ministries. Um, A part of our business plan included um, the establishment of Christian schools. And so in 1994, three years into the ministry, um, Covenant Christian Ministries Academy first opened its its doors uh, with 17 students enrolled. At that time, we started with K2 through sixth grade, and then we added on um, a grade level each year um, until we reached 12th grade. Our first graduate matriculated in 1999, um, and this we're actually in our 20th year of existence as a school. So um, we thank God for the opportunity uh, to touch the lives of students, not only with academic knowledge, but sowing seeds of the Word of God into their lives, giving them a tool with which they can make sound and wise decisions with regard to their future. And you're located in Marietta? Yes, right? we're located in Marietta, Georgia. How many students do you have? We're just under 100 students this year. So it's a very selective uh, program. It is. In our heyday, I would say we had um, a maximum of 235 students, but then with the economic downfall, uh, we actually, parents had to 
have several conversations with me. Do I pay the mortgage or do I pay tuition? And so, again, understanding that um, the Lord has allowed us to weather the storm even through um, economic crises. How about, so talking about tuition, how, how is the school funded? Well, the, the primary way that school is funded is through the tuition uh, paid by the parents that are a part of the school. Um, also, with the school being a part of the ministry, um, it supplements, and we share the facility um, as far as where the school is housed is in the same facility as uh, the ministry itself. And I noticed that your, your uh, students really uh, uh, have a consistent high score uh, considering the national average. Uh, what's that attributed to? Well, I think our students um, are held to a high standard, and there's a high level of accountability across the board. Uh, students are held responsible for um, their part in their own education. Uh, parents are held accountable uh, for their part in assisting the school. We see ourselves as being laborers together. So therefore, uh, if students are missing assignments, then they're going to receive a call from the teacher saying, Johnny didn't turn in his assignment. Um, with that, there's also a 10-point deduction. There are consequences for not doing what you're supposed to do on time. And so again, we encourage our students, don't give away your opportunity for success um, by being slothful in submitting what you need to submit. Uh, we also ask our parents to um, check their students work for accuracy, not just saying I completed it and turn it in, but make sure that they are um, putting quality time in completing the assignments that they complete. So therefore, there's a high level of accountability across the board. Teachers are held accountable for teaching the curriculum. Um, there's not much time for getting on the soapbox and going you know, down the block and around the road. Um, we have to present the material that has to be presented in order for our students to be well equipped um, as they sit for the standardized test and look towards entrance into college. Give us some examples of some of the uh, recent student achievements. Uh, some of our recent student achievements as uh, late as yesterday, our students participated in uh, Geography B with ACSI, which is the Association of Christian Schools International. Uh, so 10 of our students traveled to Bogart, Georgia to uh, compete against other Christian schools. And our, one of our seventh graders actually won the entire B. And then from there, she and another one of our students um, will proceed to the regional uh, B. Our students have also um, competing in the North Cobb Technology Fair, uh, winning first place in Cobb County and third place in Georgia. Uh, we've had media festival uh, win winners, history documentaries, um, spelling bee winners. Um, several of our students have received the Zell Miller Scholarship, uh, which entails them having must they must have a 3.7 GPA and score at least a 26 on the ACT or 600 on both parts, the reasoning and the math portions of the SAT. So we're excited about the high-level accomplishments of our students. Also, um, taking the AP U.S. History exams, one of our students scored a perfect score. Uh, five is the highest that you can get, and when we received the score report, we were elated. So there are, there's lots of learning that takes place at Covenant Christian Ministries Academy. Well, with everybody accountable over there, I'm not surprised. Yes. That's great. That's great. We're listening to Vanessa Anderson. She is the head administrator for Covenant Christian Ministries Academy in Marietta. Vanessa, let's talk about accreditation. I, I see a lot of uh, acronyms here. Okay. I'm not sure I understand exactly what they do, but ACSI, ASACS, <laughs> CASI, and okay. some international stuff going on. Okay. 
S-E-V-I-S. Can you talk about some of that? Yes. Our school is fully accredited. As I said, we began in 1994, um, but we received our initial accreditation in 2003. Uh, We were initially accredited through ACSI, which is the Association of Christian Schools International. Then um, seeking also uh, to receive accreditation through SACS. Uh, that's the S-A-C-S-C-A-S-I. Uh, they're now known as Advanced Ed. So we do hold dual accreditation through ACSI and SACS, or Advanced Ed. Uh, the S-E-V-I-S, the CVIS, is actually an um, opportunity for us to allow international students to be a part of our um, school population. So in 2004, uh, we completed that process of application to receive international students. So we do um, have several international students, F1 students, that travel from various countries to be a part of our student population. We've actually had um, 10 international graduates um, during our tenure as a school. Uh, We've had students to come from uh, various countries, Nigeria, Serbia, Dominican Republic, the Bahamas, uh, Dominica, uh, this year, the first, for the first time, we have two students from Suriname, uh, one from Senegal, Canada, the Netherlands, um, Haiti, and Cameroon. So um, it's allowed our students to experience global education, even though they're here locally in the United States. School choice is an option? Yes, school choice. Um, actually, National School Choice Week was um, last week. And we had actually planned a major assembly to take place on Wednesday when our major storm hit hit, um, the city. And so based on that, we were not able to have that assembly. But on last year, uh, we did go down to the Capitol. We took a busload of students. um, And we were there in conjunction with other schools talking about the importance of uh, parents having a choice as to where their children will be educated. So with that, um, some parents have homeschooling options. There's the public school option. Um, there's online education. And then there's private Christian school. And so again, um, uh, in conjunction with school choice, we've had several of our parents and students uh, to send in one-liners indicating why they support school choice and why they see that as being a, an important option for parents. Um, some people may not be aware of there is um, scholarship monies that Georgia offers as, offers as far as the Georgia tax credit. And that's been in place for approximately three, four years now. Um, the first year, I think the cap was met as far as monies that is allocated for private education um, in the month of October. Last year, I think it was met in May. They were projecting that it would be met this year in March, but it actually was met in January. So before we crossed into February 1, um, Private donors as well as companies, uh, CCAP companies, have indicated uh, that they wanted to donate a portion of their state tax uh, for education. Well, I know academics is certainly number one, but uh, at uh, Covenant Christian Ministries Academy, you guys have a great sports program, too. Uh, pointedly your basketball program. Yes. Would you like to tell us a little bit about some of the success and some of the great players that have come out of there? Most definitely. Um, Our primary sport is basketball, and the coach is none other than our pastor, my husband, uh, Frederick Anderson. So he's a coach in the pulpit as well as a coach on the court. Um, 
whenever our basketball program first started many, many years ago, uh, we <laughs> had the persona of the Bad News Bears. But because of the <laughs> awesome coaching of my husband, uh, we've secured two um, national championships, 2008 and 2011. And I believe we have the team this year that will uh, garner another um, national championship, and that's with the NACA, National Association of Christian Athletes. And so again, uh, we have trophies galore um, over the 20 years of our existence, and then banners that are hanging in our gym. Several of our students have gone on to Division I schools. Um, we have a young man that came to us from Serbia. Uh, when he graduated, he went to Colgate. Another young man that came to us from New York, he went to St. Bonaventure. Um, we had a student to sign just last year with the University of Tulsa. So again, um, my husband's phone rings all the time with coaches, students, uh, vying to get into our athletic program. He's an awesome coach and he's able to um, develop the skill set of the young men, um, pouring into their lives not only the um, basketball skills, uh, the wisdom of the Word of God, and grooming them into being um, young men that can be a, a viable part of society. Well, I noticed your, uh, your husband and, and you went to Syracuse. Uh, yes. Not a bad uh, basketball school, I, I will <laughs> add. Did he play basketball? No, he did oh, not. Yeah. Um, actually, I think he was just there waiting for me. <laughs> <laughs> my home is originally North Carolina, and whenever I began my um, graduate degree, master's program in speech communications, um, I met him. Uh, Syracuse, New York is his home. And so it was on campus there that we met. Both of us were a part of a um, Christian choir that was on campus. And then from there, uh, the rest is history. As of this December, we will have celebrated 30 years of marriage. So we praise God for Congratulations. that. Congratulations. Thank you. That's awesome. That's awesome. Vanessa Anderson, she's the administrator at uh, Covenant Christian Ministries Academy. Uh, Vanessa, if uh, if an individual wants to see the school or um, you know know more about it, or how how would you advise them to uh, pursue that that interest? Well, they can always um, call the school. Our phone number is seven seven zero nine one nine zero zero two two, and they can also visit us online at our website www.ccmacademy.org, or they can check out our Facebook page www.facebook.com. Uh, slash ccma.marietta. So th all of those are good ways of getting in contact with us and taking a look to see what we're doing in our accomplishments. And registration begins when? Registration for us begins actually in April. We've already started um, polling our current population and advertising within our ministry um, that, ad that registration is coming in April so that those who have interest can prepare themselves. Uh, we do offer tours of our facility on Wednesdays. We encourage the parents that are uh, inquiring to join us for our Wednesday chapel. And then after chapel at 1130, then we tour them around the campus, um, whether they have elementary students or middle school, high school students. Thank you. We, uh, we have a little extra time today. Our, our third guest uh, had to reschedule and go out of town at the last minute. Is there anything either you or, or Shannon would like to talk about uh, or add to, the, to what you do? Um, 
that we haven't covered? Right. Well, um, just to expand a little bit, we talked about the school choice. I mentioned the Georgia tax credit. There's also available to parents um, the Georgia Special Needs Scholarship. I think um, a disproportionate number of our students have been placed in special needs programs uh, when in actuality they may not need to be. I do um, validate the fact that there are students that are challenged in learning and do need a special program. But again, with small class size and teachers that are willing to go beyond the call of duty, are really to do their duty, <laughs> um, to meet the individual needs of the students in the classroom, we've seen exceptional gains. So if there's a parent that has a student that has a current IEP, then they are eligible for the Georgia Special Needs Scholarship. And based on the disability, um, that parent then has the choice to search out various um, private schools in which their children can be educated. So therefore, the money that would go to the public sector uh, to educate their child with special needs is now serves to fund their tuition uh, to whatever private school of their choice. And then the schools that they go to, they're not um, mandated to serve the IEP, but again, looking at the needs of the students, uh, making sure that their ability is there to meet the curriculum that is put forth within that particular academy. Shannon, is there anything uh, we didn't cover? I don't know that I can follow all that good stuff about learning and your children. <laughs> well, it all parlays into where they go, and they're heading into your world, some of them. True story. True yeah. story. It'll, right. it'll take right. a little while, but the good news is they're learning the, um, the right kinds of behaviors, that accountability that she talked about, because yes. um, those are key for success in the workplace as well. Great. Excellent. Thank you both. Uh, you've been listening to Silver Lining in the Cloud, where we talk business to business. Thank you to our guests today, Vanessa Anderson of Covenant Christian Ministries Academy and Shannon Russo with Kinetics HR. We appreciate you both for being uh, bringing your businesses and your profession, your careers to, to Atlanta and the community and for being on the show. I'm Dominic Rainey with CDI Managed Services, where we work with companies to provide outsourced IT services in support of their IT infrastructure and cloud solutions. To listen to this show and other Silver Lining in the cloud broadcast, go to silverlining.businessradiox.com. And until next time, remember, when it comes to outsourcing IT support and migrating your company to the cloud, CDI Managed Services is your silver lining in the cloud.